What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people don't vote in elections. You know, here in Chicago, we have a bit of a history. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. After $60 million, they run better elections in Baghdad and Afghanistan. That's a oh, now famous uh, clip from then-Commissioner Tony Parika from many, many years ago. Late on election night, early on the next morning as they were marching towards, I don't know, City Hall. I don't give a bag of butts who won the election. Nothing's going to change. And then, of course, you have apathy. Well, let's start there with our next guest, who is, in fact, somebody who studied this and is going to try to change things. Katrina Fid, Communications Director for Chicago Votes, joins us here on Double Dose. Katrina, welcome to the Big 89. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, I read with interest the piece at Block Club Chicago where you were quoted and your, your partners as well. So I guess, is it low interest, low awareness? Is it too complicated? Is it just too hard for people? Not enough skin in the game? Give us some of the reasons you think we have traditionally very low turnout here in Chicago. Yes, it's definitely a combination of, of everything you listed out. Specifically for young Chicagoans, which have um, historically had lower turnout than older Chicagoans, and that's a trend across the nation as well. Um, there are a number of reasons for this. Yes, in general, there is a lack of um, public civic awareness on municipal elections, local elections, and a lot of that has to do with our civic education, which is just a semester in junior year of high school. It's abysmal. So we, it we, that, that's something that I harp on here repeatedly. I just would like to double down on that. Civics is maybe one of the more important components to our representative republic, and most young people here can't name their senators, can't, you know, forget about the, the state senators and the state reps, but can't name the state senators of Illinois and have no interest in learning names and really can't... Uh, reason why they should and that's a real problem that's the building block of understanding how we continue to have a representative republic yeah and i'm just going to emphasize that that's an issue um regardless of age uh a lack of civic knowledge uh and i don't think many older people as well can name all of their representatives as well so it's definitely an issue we have as a city and a country in general um, but when we're talking to young people uh, in high schools, out on the street and things, it's a matter of connecting the dots, connecting the dots for them simply, which is just pointing out exactly the roles and responsibilities and impact of these local elections on our day-to-day -day lives. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Do you so think, really you know, is there some yeah. Western democracies, Scandinavia primarily, that A, mandate that you have to vote, you have to participate, 
I'm not advocating that, but I want to get your take on that. And, you know, you have carrots and sticks. Maybe we have to offer up carrots, especially to younger people to come out and vote. Any thoughts on that? I think that, yeah, so there's a number of countries where people are required to vote um, and have much higher voter turnout. I think um, the first step would be some better civics education in general. Um, I think young people need to be need to be very, very aware of the different branches of government, the impact of elections, the roles of elected officials on our day to day lives. And I think that that would be the first step. I also think there are a ton of valid reasons for this. The sound bites you played before. I mean, young people have a distrust with the system, a disillusionment. Uh, the past, the current administration has has ignored the views of young people. So I think there is kind of uh, a distrust there, and we're trying to kind of peel that back by really educating people on the processes so they understand exactly what's going on and exactly what role they're playing in it. That's Katrina Fidge. She's the communications director for Chicago Votes. There was a long piece on this, voter apathy in Chicago at blockclubchicago.com. So you, you mentioned that low awareness. I don't understand, you know, we're, we're a screen-driven society nowadays, whether it's traditional mm-hmm. uh, TV, TV stations or cable or what have you or your phone. There's a deluge of political advertising. How, how could it possibly be low awareness? I, I read some quotes from some, especially younger people, they had no idea there was an election, uh, and they have no idea that there's a runoff election. How, how can that happen? Yeah. So young people rely very heavily on on digital media as well, uh, as you stated, and phones are where most young people get their information. They get it from Twitter, they get it from Instagram, they get it from YouTube ads and Hulu ads. So we know like social media platforms, there's an algorithm at play. I see a whole lot of political stuff on my Twitter, but I know that's just because the algorithm knows that that's what I'm super interested in. So that's not the same case for every single young person in the city. And then in terms of the, the information people are receiving, uh, people do see like the Hulu ads from candidates, which are usually just like negative attack ads. And we know that those don't motivate young people to go to the polls. What motivates young people is candidates that they're genuinely excited about, where they're getting the information they really need about candidate stances, not simply just attack ads on Hulu and YouTube. What was the last candidate, either nationally or here in Chicago, that excited young people in your mind? Uh, I think right now we have a candidate that's exciting some young people. I think Brandon Johnson excites young people, uh, specifically because he's running on a lot of issues that young people have been elevating, especially throughout 2020, um, with the defund police movement, asking to reopen mental health facilities, and, and kind of just like a change of personality. Yeah, but getting them, it's one thing, you know, in my family, we have many young people who are very passionate about certain issues, and yet they just, they don't get out to vote. So it's one thing Mm -hmm. to get excited and say, I'm for him or I'm for her. It's quite another thing to convert that into votes. It is, it is. And that's why at Chicago Votes, we are partnering with high schools and colleges, parading eligible students to go vote directly. So we're giving them civics education, parading them to go vote then and there, because we also know that voting can be intimidating. Young people um, are more than likely first time voters. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to ensure that people have a positive first time voting experience. And that will later translate into further civic engagement as well. 
Well, Katrina, we'll check out your website for more information on perhaps uh, some some um, suggestions on how to get especially young people interested in the process. I think it's important. Katrina Fit, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.